wasn't it? What if, what if your response would trigger your own wedding? It's just the first of many that are coming. Clap your hands if you believe with me. God has opened the door and many of you are going to be joined to the person of God's choice. Take the hand of the person sitting next to you. I don't need you sitting long. I need you to get this done and get it done strong because I don't need you sitting long. I need you to respond today. Can you reach the person whose hands next to you? Somebody said, well, I'm not sure if I'm touching hands yet. Well, it's too late now. You're up in here, aren't you? Okay, touch elbows if you don't want to touch hands. It's all right. <clears throat> I can't believe it. Uh, some, some of you know, I go when I'm out there in the world. Uh, I, my first reaction is touch hands, hug people, you know, and people back it up. And uh, and I, I go take the hand and give me the elbow, or they give me the fist. It's all right. We gonna be all right. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, open the well, pour out, gush out, in Jesus' name, what we need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Quickly, <clears throat> quickly from John chapter 4, go there, John chapter 4, verse 13. John 4 and 13. Thirteen is where I want to land, but this is a story everyone knows that reads the scripture. If you read the scripture, you know this, this verse, you know this, this passage, you know this story. But I want you to find yourself today. Jesus had been ministering. And when you minister to people, you pour out of yourself. Those of you who minister understand what I'm saying. Jesus had been ministering to many and he, he was, it was, he was a break time for him. He was with his disciples. He had sent them to get something to eat and he decided to sit down <clears throat> at a most significant place. He sat down at a well. I don't know if you know about wells in the scripture. But if you'll study wells in the Bible, you'll find out that incredible transactions happen at the well. In fact, great marriages have happened because of a well. Great transformations have happened because of the well. And Jesus is there at this well Verse 7 says, and a woman of Samaria, she came to draw some water. It was the middle of the day, by the way. And Jesus said to her, give me to drink, give me a drink. And uh, his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you being a Jew? You, you hear that in her voice? I'm, I know I'm putting it in my voice, but when I read that, I heard that in her voice. How is it that you are a Jew? 
How many of you know how many times racial divides have been mentioned in the last year, two years? I'm so sick of hearing racism, I don't know what to do. I wish somebody would be able to come along with me and say amen to that. And I'm even more sick of systematic racism. It's ridiculous, but I can't talk about that right now. But she said, how is it that you a Jew? Going to ask me for a drink since I'm a Samaritan woman. But the Jews, they don't have any dealings with the Samaritans. Just like blacks many times don't have no dealings with white people. Shame on you. Like Mexicans don't have much to do with Spaniards. Shame on you. Hmm. What do Jews have to do with Samaritans? And Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked me, you would have asked you would have asked, and he would have given you living water. And she said to him, Sir, you don't have anything to draw with. This well is deep. Where do you get that living water? I almost hear a cynicism in her voice. It's almost like what I hear from people who've been going to church a long time. And they get confronted with the truth. And there's, they've been in the way for so long until it doesn't even phase them anymore. No doubt she was religious. She said to him, sir, you don't even have anything to draw water with. That well is deep. How are you going to give me living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you? who gave us this well and drank from it himself and his sons and his cattle. Jesus answered her and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up unto eternal life. The woman said there, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty nor come all the way to draw. All the way here to draw. She was speaking practically. If you can give me some water that will last, I want to come down here and get this water because I'm by myself it's in the middle of the day and undoubtedly it's hot so obviously you have to draw it and you know all that it takes to get the water if you give me that water if you give me some water that lasts shoot I want to come down here I want some of that water are you still with me saints don't leave me I only be a moment She's, he said to her check this out he says uh Yeah. 
The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty. You have to come all the way down here to draw. And he said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. And I want you to stop right there. You can be on two different pages. She was on a whole nother script. But Jesus, who though he had stopped ministering to take a break, the moment he sees her, ministry starts again. He knew exactly what he was doing. You read this story, you find out this woman, she said, well, Lord, she answered him, by the way, and well, she said, well, Lord, I... She, she answered him correctly, Jesus said, Lord, I don't have a husband. He said, you answered right. In fact, you've had five. And the one you're with right now is not. Now, how many of you know that he was pretty bodacious? I asked myself, if that would have been one of the women from our culture, what do you think she would have said to him? Chris, I don't know what she would have said. What do you think she would have said? Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you ain't talking. Who are you talking to? How many of you can think of some names she might have attached to him? But when Jesus said, when she said, I want this living water, he said, go, good, go, go get your husband. He was about to give her that water. She just didn't understand. You're not talking about the water that you pour. It's the water that you drink. And then the water that you give. And so she was shocked. And then they get into this, this argument. And the argument is, is a religious argument. What Jews do and what Samaritans do, I don't want to get into that because I want you to get this part right here when she says, Lord, I want some of that water. And then he says to her, well, your husband, how are you going to ask him for water and he get in your business? Because wells are about life. And wells is where life is sustained. But when Jesus stood by this well, it was ministry for him. So he understood exactly what he was talking about. And he knew she didn't. So she had to, he had to get her to a place where she could understand and hear what he was talking about. So she says, uh, <coughs> I, don't have, um, I don't have a husband. And, and, and it is interesting that she got honest. Isn't that interesting that she got honest? She said, and the, and the one you and the one I have, he said, you said that right. You, you, you said the exact same thing. You, you said the exact right thing. And Jesus begins to respond to this woman. 
Jesus says, everyone who drinks of this water, of this water, pointing to the well he's sitting by, everybody who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him, that I will give him, not this well, but that I will give him, because Jesus really is a well. The water that I give him, he will never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become Please underline this, verse 14. The water I give him will become in him a well of water springing up unto eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, notice she changes the way she talks to him. She obviously doesn't know his name, but she figures out this is somebody. Sir, Give me this water so I will not be thirsty. He said to her, go get your husband. Woman said to him, I have no husband, Jesus. Kind of interesting that she said, I have no husband, but she did have a man. Are you all breathing here? And when the Lord wants to give you the water that springs up unto life, he will always deal with inside of you because it's inside of you where that water is going to land where he's going to give you. And that water can't stay in you if you haven't dealt with what's in you. And he knew that what he wanted to give her, she couldn't have it unless he was able to deal with her heart. Are you all breathing, saints? But by the way, the title of this message, some of you need a title, is Wells. Undertitle, stay hungry, excuse me, stay thirsty, my friend. How many of you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not talking about dos eques. But I'll take, I'll take the phrase, I'll take the phrase. Stay thirsty, my friend. Take, look at your neighbor and say, stay thirsty, my friend. I have no husband. I, I don't have any husband. And Jesus said, yep, you said that right. Because for Jesus, who is the ultimate husband, he knows what a husband is. And just for the sake of your ears and our listening audience, when God talks about a husband, he's not talking about a woman. He's the one that created marriage. And it's between a man, say a man, man. say a male, man. say a male man. man. I don't want there to be any, I don't want there to be any confusion in your mind what he means. Because when God says a man, he's not talking about mankind in this case. He's talking about a male and everything that males have. Because when he created that man, he did so on purpose, gave him what a man has to be a man. It may be that sin, it may be that debauchery, it may be that lies have you confused, but I promise you, when God's constructed you, if you have what men have, you are. shown up a man you might be acting like a woman you might be looking like a woman 
You might be dressing like a woman. But if we strip all that away and we find out what's underneath, we're going we gonna to know the real truth. We're going to know exactly what's going down. We know what's happening. I, my, as my grandma used to say, how's it hanging, baby? <laughs> Don't do this. I can't do this. I won't be able to get to this. Here, Jesus, the ultimate husband, sitting at the well, talking to a woman. She's a woman because she has a womb. She's a woman because she has a womb. She is a woman because she has a womb. She's even built for a purpose. And Jesus is not confused. And he deals with man-woman issues when he says to her, where's your husband? Why did he ask her that? Because he knew that she could not receive the water that he had with her heart in the condition as it was. If you give me a second, I'll wind this real quick. So the Lord Jesus, he, he addresses it. He says, you have said correctly. You, in other words, you've spoken truly. Jesus loves when you speak honest. He loves it when you speak the truth. Tell your neighbor, Jesus loves it when you speak the truth. Jesus said, when you said, I have no husband, he didn't say she wasn't married. She said, I don't have any husband. Do you understand? Because to Jesus, a husband is something else. It's not just a contract. It's a relationship under God. It's a faithful relationship under God. Some people have thrown away marriage because they, they've lost hope in marriage because they thought marriage was something that men came up with. No, marriage is something that God came up with. But it's tough and it's hot. And when you get in there, it, 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 ain't, it ain't fun when, you, when God's trying to make you one. It ain't fun when God's trying to make you one. When, what, when in your heart, when the stuff in your heart needs to be dealt with so you can't be one. You start revealing what's in your heart. I'm talking about married folks. When you're in marriage, he starts revealing what's in your heart so that can be taken away so your hearts can become one. Jesus understood this woman. If you jump four, five, and six, well, you don't know what a husband is. He said, well, you know, she said, but listen, listen to his pleasure. He said, he said, you're right. You don't have a husband. You said correctly. For you have had five husbands and the one whom you are now have now the one you have the one you now have is not your husband this you have truly said so the implication is that the one you haven't been faithful to the one you got now whoa whoa so Jesus is dealing with something in her heart that needs to be fixed. I'm not picking on women today because you, every man in here knows exactly that we're all guilty. Look at your neighbor and say, oh yeah, you're guilty. But Jesus is looking at her sin because it's her sin that's keeping her from this incredible, <laughs> this incredible water that will literally transform her life. Are you there? Okay, quickly. Good. Then now I want you to go with me to John chapter 7, verse 37. 
John chapter 7, verse 37. You there? Now on the last day, the Bible says, now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. Now you know when the Lord, when he uses this term, cried out, it meant he got that loud voice. Like I have to tell my grandkids, use your inner voice because <laughs> they, can, they can talk loud. Jesus got that outer, that big voice. He cried out the last day. The last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. And, and, and scholars say that when this occurred, he was standing in the middle of the square beside a huge well. And he said this. If anyone is thirsty, come Come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Look at verse 39. But this he spoke of the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Are you breathing? So check this out. When, when the Lord talks in 37 and 38 and 39, when 37 and 38, when, when, he, when he's speaking, the, the verbs that are used there uh, where, where he says, if he cries out, if any man, if any man thirsts, let him come, let him drink. He who believes shall flow out of his being shall flow. The verbs used there are not a request. They're not come like, will you drink? Will you come? Will you flow? No, Jesus is not saying that at all. In fact, he got the attention of those standing around him because it's written in the imperative, in a command. And he says, when he gives these commands, they're not invitations, they, they are, not only are they commands, they are continuous action. They're continuous in action. Literally, Jesus told us when he said this, we must continuously come to him, keep on drinking, and if we do so, the river of life will continually flow from us. Obviously, if we do not continually drink from him, the water will dry up. Sadly, this is what's happened in the church across the nation. When Jesus made this offer, he said, if you come to me and drink what I give you, I will make you who are drinking, I'll make you into a well. 
If you will drink from my spirit, if you will receive me, I will make you into a well. Another way to say it is when you come and drink from me, it's not just for you. It's not just to give you peace and joy. It's not just to give you gifts. He said this, he was saying, he was speaking about the spirit that had not yet been given. When he made this proclamation, the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out. He lets us know that and it's so important that we understand that. Because when he makes the invitation, he knows what's coming. Now here's my challenge to you today. You don't want to drink if you're already full. And you know it may not be the spirit that you're full of. Do you feel me? The Lord was talking to me this morning, early this morning. He said, you know, when people follow their appetites, they get filled with that thing their appetite calls for. But if their appetite is not after me, when they get filled in their appetites, there's no more room for me. I can't do what I want to do in them because their appetite is filled up with something else. And I promise you, I promise you, if you belong to him, you will have been tempted with, the whole, with this whole issue of filling your life up with something else. And something else is satisfying you. I'm going to tell you why this building is not packed and overflowing because somebody's appetite got filled with something else. They haven't had that confrontation at the well yet. When Jesus starts digging, uh, digging our inner wells and identifying what we're full of. And when you understand, when God begins to show you what you have been full of, we can tell what she's been full of. She had five husbands and, and, and working on the next one. We can tell where her thirst was, which could not be satisfied. Don't we sing a song about you will satisfy? Don't we sing that song? Do we sing it yet? Have we sang it yet? Yeah. We're going to sing it in a minute. Because somebody's going to get filled today. Somebody's going to get out of that, whatever it is. Because here the Lord says to her, this woman, she, he says to her, now, now, he says, if you knew, first of all, if you knew who was, if you knew who was offering you this water, you wouldn't even hesitate. But instead, you're going to argue with me. You, you're going to bring up my, my, my culture? God, I ain't talking about culture. I ain't talking about race. And I'm sure not talking about religion. And he said, would you, would, he said in fact, when the Lord wanted to give her attention, say, the Lord said, uh, give me some water. Some of you, God is, is telling you, he's saying the same thing to you this morning. Give me something to drink. Give me something to drink from your life. Give me, give me space where I can fill you. Jesus is looking for space 
in the heart of men and women to be filled and overflowing so that he might have expression. But she was so caught up in her situation. She was so full of it. Hello? And she had to be full of it. Be sitting there arguing with God. Yeah. Now, <laughs> she, she don't know it's God. But she arguing with God. I'm the one who made you. You're going to argue with me talking about where the true, the true, <laughs> the true people, the true, the true worshipers, they, 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 they worship over this mountain over here. We, we go to Mount Moriah. That's where the, the true worshipers go. But we go to Pentecostal Baptist Church. That's where we go. Well, we first Methodist. That's who, that's where we worship. That's where the true worshipers are. Can you imagine? She's in there talking about where folk worship. And he's looking at her and he's saying, she said, well, you know, no, you don't get it. The water I have is greater than this, this water here. The water I give you when, you, when you drink this water, you will never thirsty. She said, what? She said, I want some of that. Oh, I want some of that. Tap your neighbor and say, oh, I want some of that. Play something, Chris. You will satisfy something. <laughs> Singles, go up there and help them sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, come on, singers. Come on, worshipers. Because, you know, you know what's, what amazed me when I was, when I was reading this this morning? Uh, the Lord was talking to me. He says, he's, he's, if you don't, listen to me, if you don't drink, you don't have nothing to give. Tell your neighbor what I said. If you don't drink, you don't have anything to give. And if you don't drink, from his well, not only do you not have anything to give anybody else, you are miserable. You know, what's, there's nothing worse than being saved and miserable. Saved and bored. This woman, and why are you coming at the midday? Why are you coming at the midday to get your water? Everybody know you need water to do breakfast and everything else. You need water to clean up. All you know, they didn't have no running water like we do. Turn the faucet on. They had that. They had to go to the well and get the water. But what you doing coming at midday? Well, I didn't want nobody to see me because they know I'm not that popular. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, took some, I took some of them women's husbands. Well. Do you feel me what I'm saying? See, coming at midday so nobody can mess with you. And Jesus, he sees it. By the way, you know what? They are the ones that Jesus loves. He loves them ones. They're religious. They've been sleeping around. They are, their hearts are really messed up. They're hurt. How many times are you going to be abandoned and walk away from? How, how deep is your pain got to be? Jesus was not condemning her. Jesus was ministering to her. How many times, sir, how many times have you had an opportunity to stop your loneliness, but you wouldn't do it because you hurt so bad? And you, you, it, how many men are, are, are punishing themselves because of the lives they abandoned, because of their own infidelity? So they've given up on marriage altogether. Jesus comes to your well today, sir. He is not moved by your sin. 
He's moved by your need. He is not moved by how many lives are lay in the wreckage of broken relationships in your life. He's moved by what's in you that keeps doing it. Jesus speaks right to where she hurts. And he says to her, if you really knew what I was about to give you, you'd be asking me instead of me asking you. No matter what it is that's got your attention, no matter what it is that's got your focus, no matter what it is that's got your, your private life, no matter what it is that, that, that takes you away from him, it keeps you from being enamored with him, overwhelmed with him, whatever it is that keeps you from desiring him more than anything in your life, Whatever you're filled up with, there's one thing about your spirit, no matter how much you're filled up with whatever you're filled up with, it is not enough to satisfy you. It's not enough to give you peace. It's not enough. It's not enough for you to be truly fulfilled. You're lying to yourself. That's why you keep going in and out. You can't keep running in and out. I'm lying. Yeah, that's why. Lord Jesus, you need that water that flows from heaven. That's why you're afraid to, to speak up when the opportunity comes to let people know who you are and where you stand in terms of your Lord. That's why you don't publicly declare who he is in your life. You have fear instead of power. You want to protect yourself. You have the fear of man rather than the fear of God. That's why you don't tell everybody, I'm a Christian. Because your life doesn't really say it. Well, I don't do nothing wrong, uh, Bishop. You know, I don't do nothing wrong. But that's not, don't, you don't get it. You don't do nothing right. Do you understand you could do everything right according to your moral code and do nothing right according to God because it's only following what he says that's right. But if you don't know him, if you're not intimate with him, if he's not flowing in your life, you just got a good title. I'm a good Metro City member. It shall not be so. I'll give you the same invitation that the Lord gave. He said, if you come to me, it's so amazing because he makes it easy. He said, you know, if you come to me and drink, he, he, in fact, he, he proclaims it all over the feast. He says in, in the seventh chapter of John, he says, he said, if any man, you know, it's amazing. He didn't, he didn't say if only a black man. He didn't say if only a white man. He didn't say if only a, 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 an Asian man. He didn't say if an Arab man. He didn't say if you're only from the Caribbean. Only love those from the Caribbean. Only they can come. He didn't say that. He said, if any man come, 
let him drink. And I will give him the water of life freely. And that, that water will become in him a well of water. Check it out. Springing up. By the way, I looked up the word well. It means, it, it means a couple of three things. It can mean a well you dig or a stream that flows. Any origin of a, of a stream or origin of water beneath is considered in the scripture a well. Jesus said, come to me and I'm, come to me. I want to make you a well. Oh, God, have mercy, Jesus. I'm not only going to fill you up, I'm going to make you a well. Jesus is not putting you down. He's giving you an invitation. Now, here's the catch. If any man, he leaves it wide open, Jews, Gentiles, Samaritans. The Jews had to be a little, when they discovered who Jesus was, had to be in a conundrum when they thought, Jesus wasn't offering this to Jews, he was offering this to every, even the early church had to deal with their own prejudicial thinking. Because when, 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 by the time Peter preaches to the Gentiles and the Holy Spirit falls on them, they took them before the church court, said, what y'all doing hanging out with the Gentiles? Peter said, I, the, the Holy Spirit told me to go. And when I went and I preached, the whole house got filled. It said the whole house was saved, bam, and they started speaking in tongues. All y'all Baptists, read the scripture. He said, oh my God, they received the Holy Spirit just like we did. How can I not baptize them? By the way, they received the, in this case, they received the Holy Spirit before they were baptized in water. Paul, walking in another place, found 12 disciples. Say, y'all, he said, hey y'all, he says, if you, he said, Paul said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? They said, we ain't never ever heard of no Holy Spirit. He said, well, what baptism, what baptism were you baptized in? So what, 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 what John baptizes? Oh, let me, get, let me baptize you into the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says they were baptized. And whoa, wow, bam, the Holy Spirit falls, my emphasis, the Holy Spirit falls on them and they all begin to speak. <laughs> So Jesus gives an, an open invitation. Wow. This invitation with those in the house, those in the outhouse, I mean, those outside the house. He didn't, he didn't uh, put any restrict, he put no cultural or language restrictions on this invitation. If you're here today, we're going to pray for you today. The Holy Spirit will fill you. You say, well, I, 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 this happened to me already. Good, then take, take it in Acts 4. Because in Acts 4, those same disciples, they were in the midst of sharing the gospel, and the Holy Spirit came down on them again, again. and baptized them again and filled them for the work. By the way, many of, you, many of you have not understood that the work that God has performed or that he has constructed for you before. 
world, you can't walk in until you drink from this well. And those of you that have been just, I mean, you've been hanging on. When I, was, when I was dealing with this in prayer this morning, I was looking at folk just hanging on, Lord. Pulled, pulled by those things which are unseemly. Their flesh speaking louder than their spirit. Some go to church because they think, well, I, I guess that's what I, I need to do to help me deal with this and help me deal with that today. I'm going to give you an invitation to come. I'm going to do exactly what the disciples said. I'm going to lay hands on you, and I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to step into the well of God. Man, thank you, Jesus. When the Lord touches your life this way, He, he will ignite your, he, he will give you a prayer language. Don't be afraid of that. Some of you know about what I'm saying already because you've been taught and you've experienced that. But you haven't been moving in that prayer language for a while. Wow, in a moment. Yeah, you about ready? Oh, you're teaching them? Yeah, good, teach them, good. Because I, I want you to come, I want you to say, Lord, in your coming, I want you to acknowledge, Lord, you know, I got five, I got six husbands. I'm not talking about husbands literally. I mean, I got stuff I got to deal with. The Bible says when, when this man got through with her, she ran. She left her water pot. What? She left her water pot at the well and ran into town and started telling everybody, let me tell you about this man. Let me tell you, he's probably weeping. Let me tell you about this man. Let me tell you about this man who helped me. And they said, oh my God, ain't that the woman? Ain't that someone's wife? Ain't that John's wife? No, that's Bill's wife. Oh, I thought that was Leroy's wife. And, they said, and she walked around, no shame. No fear. Absolutely convinced of who Jesus is. So let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about this man. The Bible says the whole town showed up at the well. <laughs> the woman who had the least authority in the town, the least authority. First, she was a woman. That was already a a big no-no for that culture. Secondly, she was a Samaritan woman. Thirdly, she was an, an adulteress. You ain't got no say. When the time that woman got through talking, they was all like, we, 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 like it was like Shedrick the Entertainer. Y'all remember Shedrick the Entertainer? Shedrick, Shedrick, Entertainer, you know. You know, I want y'all to be like white folks today sometime. I want y'all, ooh. I mean, I want y'all to be like, yeah, he run, he run, he run. Where you go? I'm going to. <laughs> Everybody running after this girl. They're running after this girl. What? What girl? What's going on? Come on, let me show you. And they all come out to see Jesus. Because I'll tell you, when the Lord touches your life, Whosoever will, let him come and drink. Let him come and drink freely from the well of life. And that person will become a well.
see the implication is as you keep on drinking, you become full and overflowing. And people start drawing from your life because they see the real, the genuine, the real deal. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for granting what you promised in your word. I thank you, Lord, for those who can recognize their need and their hunger for you without fear and without shame. And I praise you, Heavenly Father, for meeting every person where they are. In Jesus' name, amen. That's my, that's my word to you today. Come, drink from the well. Simply going to lay my hands and pray for you. Let the Lord do the rest. Stand. Come. Come. Those of you who will come. <clears throat> if we